Welcome back. As I was saying before the year, anybody from this year who didn't get an invitation, that's because I never had time in the last seven years to update the list because I'm giving shear. So, uh, we'll uh, Mr. Shem make the next one in the middle of the year, perhaps, and make sure everybody gets it. The sugya we left off in the middle of, which we'll probably get to tomorrow night, is the fascinating Kashrus and Tintamanefesh issues, which we'll get you back into. And if you weren't here, we will recap a little bit. But before we go back to that, I'd like to cover maybe two out of three of the um, emails and questions over the summer. I gave a general Chazar Fukasem over the summer, two different parts one in Flatbush and two here in Muncie. Some of you were there. And it was daunting to put 75 plus shirim into one hour. So we just covered some highlights, but there were always chidushim and, of course, more questions generated. And there are two big ones, which I'll probably get to one of them tonight. The other one, when I get to it and I go back to it maybe a month from now, you'll understand why I waited on the second one. So let's start Hakala Kal Trilon. The first one is from Elliot Klein, and I had Rashus to mention the name. Usually, if they tell me not to, I obviously don't. If they don't say anything, I will say questions and points to Shame Amro, and especially this one, as his Akdama was, he starts off thanking for the Shirem, and he, he especially likes the fact that I go through each text and all the other communications that those listening in the car can be part of the shear. So he mentioned the text as the Marmachimus, but it's Larabas, the questions that people send in as well, if uh, they make the grade in Baruch most of them do. So he had two questions I want to focus on. One was going back to Davon Melech. This is from a while back, not from the Navi Shear. Happens to be went over it. We were talking about the Sakana issues and we went back to David HaMelech eating the lechem aponim, part of a discussion, can that trigger Tintam and or not? And we were discussing the fact that David HaMelech was sort of blamed on his madrega for causing the death of the kainim and the kainim and the annihilation of the entire city, even though he was there and he was starving, he was about to faint, he was about to die, what was the choice? <coughs> so the possibility I mentioned was the fact that perhaps he could have taken a small piece of bread, a small piece of lechem upon him, and maybe that would have given him enough fuel to get to the next town, which wasn't a, a makam where there was only kachim and lechem upon him. And this question is, if it was indeed possible to take a small amount of bread and go to the next town, why is there no Isra in the fact that he ate more lechem upon him than was necessary? A good question. And I believe the answer is very much part of the sugya that we're going to go back to, and that is, we started, if you recall, in the middle of last year with the issue of Hutra and Duchuya. Amir Akam when do you have to get a guy in Sakhana when do you not? When Dafka shouldn't you? And a lot of that hinged on whether a heter to eat typhus or any other heter for any Chalashabbos or any Yisr is included in the Sakhans of because it's Hutra or Duchuya, meaning Sakhans of Fashas matters the Yisr of the Gamer, there's no Yisr here, or just pushes it aside. And the various Nafkaminas we discussed, one of them was should you try to get a guy when it comes to 
Shabbos, everybody's masking hakal hakal tchilu. Somebody has to eat in Yom Kippur. We don't give a seven course suda. We give them exactly what you need. And well, that's not subject to hutzur duchuya because that's the din that everybody agrees to, which needs further hesber not for now. But I believe that even if you want to say that mikra din is hutzur, which is a machlekes achrenim, and David Amel felt he doesn't know exactly how much bread he needs to get his kaychas back and survive, but you don't take any chances. You can eat as much as you need to ad sheyetze ha-safek libo, not ad sheyetze libo misafek, as they said. That's not my line. And therefore, he had a right to eat. And there, I think, not even necessarily telling you, you have to do the job clearly that you're at a sakana. And therefore, he kept eating. The shot we were saying is that perhaps had he realized this would cause a sakana the Shah would think they're in cahoots and accuse them of treason and kill them and execute them, that's not hotro, quote-unquote, because he has to be perhaps more careful with the lives of hundreds or thousands of people than an entire town, and therefore perhaps he should have stopped earlier, and that consideration on his madrigi was blamed for. <coughs> well, that's a possibility. Second question goes back to Chukasayim, where many roads lead. I manufacture children's therapy equipment and toys. Is there a problem to manufacture something as a picture of a unicorn or the shape of a unicorn? So unicorns might not get anybody particularly nervous here because nobody really knows what it is. Even the people who know what it is don't know what it is. So, so that's my heter. So I think this is motor even without getting into the other possible terrorism because the reason he's asking, it's a good question, is the unicorn has a lot to do with Greek mythology and that uh, has to do with Avodah A lot of shady issues with the unicorn. However, the fact that the Goyim might have used this as an imaginary and miraculous animal in their mythology True, the Vilna Gain says if they start doing uh, minig, quote-unquote, in their church, we stop doing it if we're not machlik to do it like the green ashvuas. Uh, remember that whole machlikas, we spent weeks on that. Here, they happen to have a picture of an animal with one horn, and it has a background which they put into mythology, but if Chazal, Lahavdil, tell us that this might have been, Chazal don't tell us this, they're trying to teach what Chazal meant, what was the Tachash? What animal was it? Nobody really knows, and some say maybe it was a unicorn, and others say, how can it be a unicorn? A unicorn never existed. And one guy I once uh, mentioned this to said, no, unicorns only exist on Wall Street in hedge funds and startups. Okay. Uh, that's, uh, <laughs> that's a borrowed expression. Uh, barred from the fact that the unicorn either is extremely, exceedingly r- rare or well, if it doesn't exist, either does the startup. But it is, from the Gaisha perspective, rooted in things that we usually don't like to copy, but that's not clear. And if it's not clear that it's from then, even though Misafik, we ask that's only if it's a Milsushustus which has no Makar for us here. There are those who want to say, maybe that was the Tachash, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. It doesn't really have good makaris, but I don't think it's enough to aser it. So that's what I told him. I said, if you're manufacturing already and this is a cute toy, in fact, it has one horn. Yes? I thought, uh, I thought 
girl, little girls have this thing that would what do they do? I didn't know. Apparently, toys. he's I mean, maybe that's why he's manufacturing the toys and the therapy equipment. What is that recent? Recent, like they usually start this mahogam when we talk about it in Shir, like the last few weeks. No, what? No. So, what do they do with it? They dress up like unicorns. Yeah. I had a lot of strange things walking to my house on Purim. I never had a unicorn. Maybe Makam uh, Let's hope it's not us. Or, uh, it's rare, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> so it hasn't come yet. So girls use it, they draw pictures. Okay, it's I possible. guess that's why it's in the business. It's possible there are cartoons about it. That's why there is a. Uh-huh. It's usually how it goes. So uh-huh. Something makes a movie out of it, and then they sell it. Uh, whatever uh-huh. items. So. Okay, well, that's a reason not to use them already, if that's the Makar. Forget, forget the Yisuf Hukasem, that's usually how it happens. Okay, I, I don't think it's Usr because they're not really sure. There's no Chazal Beferish that has an English Taich that says the Tach is a unicorn. It's mere guesswork that somebody's saying that it was Chazal describe it as an animal that only appeared in the Midbar miraculously and the, the Tachash and. For the, for the Mishkan, and well, that's the Shaila. Is it, are we retrofitting other, and there are, there are other Shaila that sounds a bit perhaps like a unicorn, but the Shaila is, are we uh, retrofitting something or not? But I, I don't think uh, there's what to ask over here based on it, even though uh, they clearly are on the uh, Gaisha historical side, ties to uh, mythology and the like. I don't think it's enough to answer, and I don't think you can maybe research it uh, more. I don't think even on the mythology side they're claiming it was a god or a symbol of a god or anything like that. And if that's true, then uh, Pashas Yishin Nasser. But when that, that we said that was not necessarily the reason, because it could be that they forgot them. They, they once did and not do Yes, yeah, so Shaili is usually the good <coughs> researching now to show you that it once was, which is the part I'm not discussing now, is the more serious Shaila, which I started discussing on Shabbos Badafka when the recording was off. Uh, but I will discuss it here, but uh, give me a month or two because it's, it affects, it affects uh, somebody and I don't want to come out attacking something that is being uh, possibly used. You know what I'm talking about? Okay. Uh, so um, they're good people and, and trying to do the right thing. So we'll, uh, there's another uh, much more serious same issue. Um, which is dependent on Ashayla, if they have no Shaykhs to it now, would that Aserit, even if it started off clearly in Avodah Zarah and Greek mythology, if nobody believes in it, or they have only you know, 622 <laughs> Hellenists in Greece that still believe in it, but most of the world really does not, and we're really convinced they don't either. So if nobody believes in it, but the root is in Avodah Zarah, but now it became a symbol, would that matter it? That's the Svarla Hukul. Even you know, by the unicorn, I think it's more Pashit because we might have such an animal before they had it. And uh, the other Shaila that we're going to discuss is totally in what you just raised, but we'll, we'll get to it in Mitzvah Shem. Uh, the, um, the second one I want to mention tonight, and then we'll go back to the Sugya, is going back to the La Sulbush, which was last year's Sugya. And they wanted to know, is archery okay for women? I don't remember, we discussed a lot of guns and swords. I don't remember if the archery was brought up. Uh, the Svar Lahokal is archery today is <coughs> not used by anybody for a real weapon in battle. It'd be pretty foolish. And it's only a sport. So you could still tie it okay, but the sport's only for men. It's certainly basic. Have you ever, ever uh, Maybe some practice? tribes in Amazon. <laughs> uh, tribes in Amazon are just making money. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
growing up in a world where if you said tribes in Amazon, they're not going to know which tribes have to do with the uh, that unicorn. Taka unicorn. Why? That's the shayla. Is it? It's. It's still. It's not partial. Happens to be. Did you ever practice archery? I think the first and last time I did it was when I was 10, and I'm still aching from it. You need strong muscle tone. You get, it's hard to do. And men have more muscle than women. Uh, I'm sure you could practice and try it. It depends how far you're pulling it back and how taut it is. But it was traditionally certainly a weapon, and therefore it would have been low silver. The question is, uh, does that help by this sogi as opposed to hukasam, which becomes much more... Complicated over here if it's clearly only a sport <laughs> and the sport is practiced equally by men and women, or, or at least there are enough women involved, that probably would make it mutter. Uh, did you ever go with your family? Did the women participate in this, or is it too difficult? Anybody ever here? No, nobody? Nobody wants to admit it. What? I think it's mutter. What? You're, you're smiling. No, you never went? Did you ever go yourself and the women just watched? You never went yourself either. Okay, we like um, the softer. What? Yeah. What was that? Axe throwing. Axe throwing. Okay, now I've heard everything. Which ancient tribe used to do that? How far can you throw an axe? You mean if you flip it, it's like, you know. Oh, yeah? The Pomona Indians used to do it. Okay. I see you start rumors. Uh, okay. Uh, and you've done that? People have done that at Chalmaja? And women do it? A heavy axe? Like a real axe? I mean, well, it's a little small. A small one? Like a fireman's axe, probably. Okay. Just big ones and small ones. Okay. And do you give the small ones to the women? Do you value your Shalom Bayez? Uh, okay. Interesting. Uh, if it was done, that was done by ancient tribes? Okay. But it's not done today. No one in the battlefield is using that. And uh, so I think that would be the same, the same heter. So if you're looking for a Cholomite trip, I must say it's your first pick, but uh, I believe it's Mutter. Okay, let's go to the sheets that you don't have yet. Yes, you give this out. In the Hazar Shir, when the Rub discussed the idea of birthday candles, yeah. so Rub was not as, as sharp about it as when we discussed it. Was there... What? No, they're just open to the wrong stick page. Huh? Oh, is it? One second, I'll get to you in one second. Um, yeah, it should be, should be that one. Yeah. But that's not good because I don't have enough of them. Um, how many do you have? There's always some logistical problems whenever we start again. I have a, I have another one another one here. How many do we have? I should have is there anything in the back side? No? How many do we have here? If you can look on, we only have a few and we'll uh well they're gonna be marked them now anyway, so Get the other ones from downstairs. Have any more? Everybody got one? You have down there? Oh, we had enough. Okay. You got one, Shimmy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. The last Marmokan we saw was page three of this handout. If you're listening, 
And you don't have the handout. Uh, we will try to send that link again, if you could send it out. It's the same link as last year, you hope. From this. Okay. The link is that you can resend that. We'll start a new one maybe after Rosh Hashanah. Uh, it starts at the Mechasash on page one. We're on page three. If you don't have it, please uh, let us know. Discussion over here was based on the previous Chakira, which is one of the main Shailas of the Sugya. Is it possible to have Tintum Hanefesh, which is a collateral damage in the system which can be overcome, and Tshuva fixes everything ultimately, but it's not something you want in your system. And the original riot we had, which is the strongest one, is that an infant should not be Yenik, even though for him it's a Kansafashis from a non-Jewish lady who's eating tarfus, even though there's absolutely no Isser whatsoever for her to be eating tarfus. And then we discussed the Machlekes Achreinim, whether if an animal eats tarfus and Roivi the Achilles from that eating is the animal now Asr, Mazpeskim held it Mutter, it's only a din by Kashini Avodazara, but the Ramah brings down the Chumran Ravazner, if you remember, goes with it, and he says, stay away from the Shaila, why start up with the Ramah, certainly if you don't have to. And it is a Shaila of Tintal and Efesh, which he mentions. So the Chakira is, if something is Mutter Legamre, and Ladugma Leolena, someone needs it for a fool, and it's a mitzvah the race to protect your health. So it's going to be tintamanefesh from something that you're eating, beheter. And if you recall, for last uh, month before the summer, we had many riots for or against a big machlek as whether or not, even if you're doing the right thing, there could be tintamanefesh, or is that only if you need something for a fool and you have vitamin A and vitamin B, and you chose A without looking at the magnesium stearate and all the other chazarai, literally, so you should have picked the kosher one, and that is something that needs constant reminder. There's a lot of stuff on the market that there are kosher alternatives, sometimes slightly more difficult to get, sometimes slightly more expensive, but if it's a supplement or a vitamin, certainly go with the kosher ones. No reason to have any non-kosher ingredients, including gel caps, if you can get veggie caps, <coughs> because we're concerned that over there, everybody's maskim is tintamanefish if you had a choice. The shayla, if you had no choice, can still trigger tintamanefish. And the Shailah that put this into focus, which is the last thing we saw, was on page three. Sturmbach discusses one of the rayas to one of the two shitas, but the Peschetshuva made this very famous. Peschetshuva at the end of Kufta Zayim brings the Machlech Sapeskim if it's mutter, if it's mutter to Imachmer, that's an unusual phrase, by something where the terrorist says, there's bittel, and you want to be Machmer. Hazar <coughs> fell into a chont. And it's clearly bottle of shishim. Is there any room to be machmer? So some held yes, and others say not only is there no room to be machmer, it's a shaylik fear. It's quite an interesting angle because Torah says mutlagamer would be firmer than a kosh baruchu. Chumra is when you have a machlekes, you're being machmer for a shita. Machlekes are on the shach, whether for the animal eats typhus, uh, you should eat the animal. But there, there's ruti machmer. It's a, it's a real bonafide machlekes. We don't clearly know how to paskin. Over here, the Torah says, acher rab lahatas. Some acherinim want to say, it's a between acher rab lahatas when you have three pieces of chicken, which we'll get to in a moment, and one is treif, Purdue, pick, uh, pick your brand, AMP, ShopRite, Pathmark, Albertson, and the other two are kosher. You just don't know which one's which. They all look the same. And you can't taste it because you got the uh, lower salt uh, empire and uh, no way to tell. So we're going to 
discuss momentarily and tomorrow night what's the din with eating all three, but everybody's masking so you can eat it. The shayla is maybe over there. There's room to him after. But bitul b'shishim, when it disappears into the chont and it's gone, so some say bitul b'shishim is certainly no to him after. But that's not pushing. There are shittas that hold even on that. There's room to him after. The only explanation is this sugya of timtum anefesh. So let's go to page four, and I'll show you the unusual case, and I'll show you a very interesting nafkanina. Uh, actually, page five. Page four is the end of that shuva. Page five is Simon Kuftes in Yeridea, a very famous din, very famous machlekes, and if you've never seen it before, it will really get you thinking because it's hard to understand the tzadim. If you have, we'll take the chicken. Get be treif meat. We'll take the chicken, two pieces of chicken, one piece of chicken. Get mixed up. One's treif, two are kosher. Chabit treif, bottle. Midaraisa, certainly the din is his bottle. Umutur, top line of machaber. Mutur lo ayachlan adam echad. And one person can eat all three pieces of chicken. Barsham um, Roulette is the name of this uh, particular thing. That's what they call it by the guy. So. It's not, because Rosh Hashanah is when you're dealing with a bullet. One of them has a bullet, the other ones don't. Here it says, The only proviso is eat it, but eat one at a time. Don't eat all three, which means don't make chicken salad. Don't mince them, grind them up, add some celery and and uh, spices and make it into one thing where by the time you finish mixing it, it has, every single bite has all three pieces. Eat one at a time. But Ruvain, one person, can eat all three. That's sheet number one. And others hold that one person shouldn't eat all three, you should invite your friend Shimon for dinner. Not Bob. I'll get to Bob soon. Shimon. So that's interesting. So this sheet says you shouldn't eat all three, even separately. You should invite Shimon and give him one. And you can eat two. Or you can eat... Invite uh, Reuben, Shimon, Levi, and everybody has one. Now, according to the second sheet, uh, did somebody eat tarfus? So three pieces of schnitzel and one strafe and it was delicious and all three wheat and move in Shimon Alevi. Did anybody eat typhus? What's the obvious answer right now? It's not a trick question. What? You say yes? Pasha's not. You wouldn't be able to... It's not a nice thing to do to Shimon Alevi. Don't do that to the Mechotanam when they come over. Uh, obviously, we assume all three are kosher. How would you be able to eat... The first sheet holds you could eat all three, just not at the same time. We'll explain that in a moment. And the second sheet is that uh, you should eat all three. Uh, that, uh, that would be very odd, but you could serve all three at the table to your from <laughs> guests, and there's nothing wrong with that. And the Ramah says, you're machmer for the second sheet, not to eat all three yourself, but you could serve it to your friends. Sheet number three, third sheet says, you know what? There's a Purdue chicken in here. Maybe take one and throw it out, or give it to a guy who has no way to eat it. But you shouldn't eat all three yourself. That's pushing. Don't even serve it for lunch to your friends. 
throw one out or give it to a guy, which here is the same thing. Um, there are more comments, skip to the bottom line. This is quoted from the Maram. Doesn't say you shouldn't do it, but he says that's a real chumra. You don't have to do that. He says the first sheet is don't eat all three at the same time. The second sheet says you shouldn't eat all three. Be machmer for the second sheet. The third sheet is a real chumra to throw one out. Of course, that's only when it's a sire min bamina, which means chicken, 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 meat, meat, meat. But it's min bamina, like uh, the something falling into chont, and it gets mixed up and it's gone, lach balach or something like that. So then you need sixty. You need shishim because it's no same time. So you need shishim because you can't have any taste because it really gets mixed up. But here we have three different pieces of chicken. Basic chilik. Question is, what's pshat in this first shita that you shouldn't eat all three at once? If you're eating all three, what difference does it make? If you eat at one at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, at 12 o'clock, at 10 o'clock, 10 o'clock, at 10 o'clock, 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 10 o'
Uh, kosher just looks bizarre when you eat all three together. Does anybody are they eating typhus right now? That's one possibility. Others say, no, the dindaraisa is that you can assume each one's kosher, but not at the same time. That's going to play a big role in many different halachas. The next sheet uh, is a variation of this and says, well, you shouldn't eat all three, because then you ate typhus. Serve it to your friends, serve it for lunch. You have one piece of schnitzel, give it to two guests, two pieces of schnitzel, and then there's nobody who can feel that maybe they ate the typhus, the dim paskin, the, ah, you serve typhus, there's no chicken left on the plate. So somebody ate typhus, but at least it's over three people, not one person. So this is a variation of the first sheet. Third sheet says, throw it out, I give it to a guy. Why? So you would think this is a real bona fide dindaray, so at least get rid of one, so at least there's a chance for the bracha to be chal, so to speak. But it, the Ramah says that's only a chumrah, it's a bigger chumrah than the first two sheetas. Because Medaraisa, all three are kosher, acharab lahatis. There's some pretty big nafkaminas, Mitzvah Shem will pick up tomorrow night with two of them. Yes.